what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And today we are talking Week 17 player prop bets. We got Jesse at the Fellow JGM with us this morning. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year to everybody watching the show today. We're going to try our best to navigate these super murky waters here. But uh, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Hey, Happy New Year. It's good to be here. It's good to be uh, in 2021. Let's hope. Uh, let's see if we can, you know, kick things off with a couple wins this weekend. That'd be nice. And then I just, just yesterday's college football game, man. I don't know if you caught the end of the Georgia game, but that was that was a fun fourth quarter for Georgia. The Alabama game was kind of whatever. I actually fell asleep for that game, but <laughs> Justin Fields. Yes, Justin Fields. We're gonna be. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in the after this show. I'm gonna probably be watching more uh, college tape and things like that. But I spent some time on Chris Olave this week, and oh, baby. If you got a couple of dynasty yeah. leagues, you had a fun day yesterday, I think. We got some thinking to do. And he'd probably just in like I had him graded as like a top 40, top 50 player. But all of us if he goes to the combine and he just blows things up, I'm expecting him to put up a good 40 time, probably one of those good shuttle times as well. Man, he's he's pretty fun. And then uh this morning in one of our chats, you said you had a player comparison for Chris Olave. What was that name? What's the uh do you, you want me to do you want me to just I don't want to put thoughts in your head, you know, if you haven't looked if you haven't, you know, gotten there yet, but uh the name that kept popping up in my head just like based on his bill, he's kind of the like lanky 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 but strong. A little Robbie Anderson. He has speed, but he's got good route running. I mean I this year, the beginning of the season, Robbie Anderson looked like he was going to emerge as, like, you know, just the top 10 guy. Yeah. And I think a lot of it had a little bit of the, the similarities there that I was looking at. I really, I mean, it, for me, the easy comparison was especially because in 2019, he wore the number 17 jersey. Like, yeah. I, Terry McLaurin, just like, it, it's hard not to see Terry McLaurin in, in part of his game. But because he's a little bit stronger than a guy like McLaurin, he's probably even a little bit stronger than a guy like Robbie Anderson, too. There's little shades of Chris Godwin in there, just some of the things that he can do. Um, so really fun player. But today we're going to be looking at our player prop bets. I just want to recap last week. I did the solo show. We went six of eight on the player props. We missed on two of the easiest ones too, Kyler Murray, any touchdown and Lamar Jackson. So that was really disappointing, but we had a really good weekend last week, up to 62 out of a hundred on the season. I'm not sure how many we're going to try to get on the slate, but we're going to continue doing the show through the playoffs. So we'll see how many uh, player props we can get in by the end of the year. But Again, our touchdown props sitting above 70% here. This has been uh, the trend, I guess, of our of our show lately is we've been kind of hitting better on these touchdown props. And the thing with these touchdown props, as fun as it is to, to pick a player over a certain yardage or for, for something like that, the touchdown props are usually better odds. Uh, you see, I mean, easy, like a guy like Devontae Adams is probably sitting at minus 200 for this weekend. But, uh, I mean, last weekend, Mike Evans, plus 100, you know, J.K. Dobbins plus, you know, these guys are really, really easy odds to score. So we're going to try to do our best. We're going to look at some of the teams that are needing to win with, you know, the playoffs. This is the final push for it. So I think what we're going to do here, I don't know what game to start with. They do have Atlanta-Tampa Bay at the first game on the schedule. Do we want to kind of pick at this a little bit? Tampa Bay does technically need a win because they could lose a spot with the Rams. The Rams win and Tampa Bay loses. They could lose fifth seed here. So we'll just kind of take a quick peek at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Jesse, did you have any, like, I guess, what are our concerns with, with this Tampa game? Like, what are we looking at with Tampa Bay at Atlanta? Is there much to to look for? Yeah, I mean, just looking at the, the schedule for the day, uh, you know, Tampa Bay's playing early. Rams-Cardinals don't play till 325, so you have to think Tampa's thinking, 
maybe we do want to get this win. We don't have to worry about the Rams. We win and we get the, the five seed. And then they're looking at, you know, who would they be playing? They'd be playing, uh, you know, to the five seed. They get to play that that NFC East team, right? So that's yeah, that's a that's a reward, right? That's a big reward. So, like, I mean, in my mind, this could be a similar situation to last week. Maybe Brady, if Brady can get hot, you know, first half throws three, four touchdowns, and they go up, and then they can bring in the backups and kind of just coast to the W. I think that's a perfect situation. You know, that's a perfect scenario. That's best case for Bruce Arians. They get up early, pull the starters, but this could be a game where maybe you know maybe Atlanta's like Matt Ryan's like, hey, like, hey, man, can't just write me off. I want to get some momentum going into next year. Um, I mean, they don't really have an incentive to win, but I imagine they're going to be trying to win. You know, there's an interim coach in there. He's you know he's fighting for a job. You know, he's, I'm sure he's going to have to interview whatever happens, but you know, he's hoping, hey, maybe I can prove something. I know Julio's, I think, shut down, right? Julio is definitely out. I'll pull up those practice reports on the main screen here. And then, uh, I mean, at running back, I, I mean, it's an interesting situation for Atlanta. They just, they're a much better team than I think their 4-11 and says they are, but they just haven't been able to, to bring it. So, Isn't it kind of crazy that if I showed you the, the NFL standings, Atlanta is the worst team in the NFC? Isn't that kind of weird? That's weird. Record-wise? Season lost. Um I mean, it's it's it seems like yeah, the AFC's got those like it's very skewed in the AFC. You're either really good or you're really bad, and the NFC is kind of like nobody stands out, but everybody's kind of right there. It's, it's a very competitive bottom. Whereas you you see all these ten and five teams trying to make the AFC is because you have a two and thirteen team, a one and fourteen team. These you know mm-hmm. taking advantage of there. So Atlanta, the worst team in the NFC, kind of a weird season here. They did say. Julio Jones out, and I think the third or fourth receiver here, Brandon Powell, is out. I think the only recommendation for a touchdown odds here with Atlanta is Calvin Ridley. Like, don't get cute with it. Uh, sure, Russell Gage could score. You could mess around with some of the running backs, but what trust do we have with the running backs at this point? It could be any of them doing any little thing. I have a high suspicion Atlanta's probably taking a running back next year or at least looking to sign a running back. Uh, I, I really think Jamal Williams from Green Bay would look good in Atlanta. Mm. Um, just looking at this too is we, I, I didn't point this out, but there's a couple of odds boosts this weekend. You can actually get a 20% profit boost in every week, 17 games. So what we got 16 games, you can get a 20% boost on one bet within each game. So I think that's going to make us lean into some of the heavy favorites here, but for this Tampa Bay Falcons game, as far as touchdowns, the only, the only Atlanta guy I'm touching is probably Ridley. I could consider Russell Gage here at plus 180, but I'm probably just going to bet on Calvin Ridley. And it just seems like, again, you kind of talked about it. Matt Ryan, this team's playing for pride. You know, they they probably know they're the worst team in the NFC as well. They're still looking at that record. This doesn't really seem like a team that cares that much about their draft position. They're, I mean, a guy like Matt Ryan, he's going to he's gonna try to do his best. And Calvin Ridley, there's also that Pro Bowl snub in there. I could see Calvin Ridley trying to finish off with a bang. So a plus 108. Even without the 20% profit boost, that does seem pretty strong. And then just on Tampa Bay side, um, let's just kind of set the narrative here. Ronald Jones has been out for two weeks. And then last weekend against Detroit, I, that was kind of the tune-up game, I think, for the playoffs. Because even though they benched Tom Brady at halftime, Mike Evans continued to just mm-hmm. smash. Chris Godwin stayed in. Antonio Brown stayed in. Leonard Fournette. And then also Keyshawn Vaughn got some runs. So for me, just thinking in coaching terms – Playoffs start next weekend. Ronald Jones been out two weeks. They're going to try to get Ronald Jones revved up because we've seen when he gets the ball a certain amount of times, good things happen. He keeps Tampa Bay on schedule and on balance. 
minus 106 to score. I don't know if anything intrigues you there. Do you like Ronald Jones or any of these receivers here? Yeah, no, I mean, last week was weird. Just the touchdowns came from everywhere. It seems like you could have bet on every Tampa Bay guy to score and you would have, you would have hit, except Leonard Fournette. Did they get a rushing touchdown last week? I think even, yeah, even Fournette got in there. So, you, had to, you know, I, I like the train of thought. Hey, Roto's been out two weeks. We want him ready for the playoffs. Um, so let's just get him in there and get him carries, get him going. So I think uh, it might be interesting. We don't get a rushing prop, no. rushing yards prop, which is interesting. Um, one of my favorite bets, I think, for this game, Mike Evans is just, you know, he's so hot. He's 40 yards away from 1,000, which would make him the first receiver to start his career with, what, seven seven straight 1,000-yard or six straight 1,000-yard seasons. Um, I think Tom Brady's kind of like – I don't. I don't know if it's been you know what it, what 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 it took, but like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronkowski, those are the three guys. You keep throwing the ball, good things are going to happen. And it's Mike Evans is five. Yeah, so I like I like him for the touchdown. I like him for the the receiving yards. His over under is sixty five and a half. It's my, minus one twenty five, but if you do the twenty percent the boost, I think that gets it close to even odds. You know, just under even odds. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued there because I think like you said. Tampa Bay is going to want to win this game. I think they're going to try and do it early and just do it. I mean, the formula is going to be the same as last week. Um, so, and we've been which Atlanta's defense all season. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta's defense. If I recall, they're they're okay against the run, pretty bad against the you know the aerial attack in general. So they actually they fell out of last place against the quarterback because of what Detroit did last weekend with Tampa Bay. <laughs> Right. Atlanta was sitting at 32 basically every week this year, but now they're 31. They did allow 30 touchdowns, you know, through the air and over 4,500 yards. I think that's the most, you know, maybe the second most passing yards here. And then against receivers, I think you're going to continue here. We'll filter by PPR here as well. Atlanta is the their bottom four team here against the wide receivers. So this is going to be where we want to target. I'm curious. We did we did have a game with these two earlier in the season. I wonder if we can quick look at that to see if we have any kind of tell. Um, this was two weeks ago they played. Um, so this box score should be pretty. This was that game where yeah Brady was like first half garbage, second half he was like, hey, don't forget about me. You see Leonard Fournette with two, two goal line touchdowns there, uh, mm-hmm. 49 yards on 14 carries. But Mike Evans – I think we were all watching this game, and I think Mike Evans, this was the game where he like got down to the one twice. Yeah, man. So it was six for 110. It seems like Mike Evans is just hitting his stride, and it's kind of the reverse narrative of what we thought coming in. Like in the summer, everyone's like, Chris Godwin, Julian Edelman, like that's the that's the move, right? But it looks like Mike Evans is, if, if there's a play that needs to be made, Tom Brady goes to the top of the order with Mike Evans. So I agree. If you're betting on a receiver, uh, it's probably Mike Evans. I do like the 65 and a half. Give that the 20% boost, but I'm probably going to lean into that touchdown prop at plus 125. That's that's where I think the money can be made. So if we just because we usually we're going to probably click 12 of these to put on our on, a, on the right side of the screen here. Should we take the Evans? Should we take the Ridley? Which one do you feel more comfortable with? I mean. I, I like the double stack on Evans to be honest. I think he can hit sixty six and a touchdown this game. Yeah. I have no, I have no doubts. About, I have no qualms about that. I mean, if you look at Atlanta, they, they you beat them through the air. I mean, maybe the goal line touchdowns fall to Fournette. Maybe Evans gets two touchdowns and doesn't fall one yard short. And I hit my three team touchdown parlay, and it was a would have been a great day. <laughs> Just taking a peek quickly at the uh, the receptions. I'm just going to take a peek here at. 
I'm always interested in these plus, you know, the two plus touchdowns to score here. You got Mike Evans, big 650. You could throw a little bit at that. That could be kind of fun. Uh, I think if you're, if you're doing this with a 20% profit boost on every game, I'm going to probably take the Mike Evans straight up at 125. And then I'm going to take the, the over for 65 and a half yards and apply the, the boost to that. I think that's probably the way I would do it. I also, uh, I kind of like Gronk in this game as well for touchdown purposes. Um, Atlanta is just brutal against the tight end. I mean, look, they're just so bad against the air. I mean, just 10 touchdowns. I think Gronk scored their first when they played two weeks ago as well. I mean, uh, three for 29. Three for no, 29. No touchdown. That game. I thought I remember he had he had seven targets. I'm pretty sure there was an end zone target that's in the back of my mind there. So I that was last that was last week he scored. So. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Godwin also scored in this one. It looked like that was the big Antonio Brown play. Yeah. Godwin scored in back to back weeks here. So I think the thing is that we really like Tampa Bay's receivers. Probably the pecking order is Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk. That seems pretty basic. And then Calvin Ridley, if you're in Atlanta, a uh, person that wants to bet there. Calvin Ridley, touchdown, does seem pretty good. Let me look at his his receiving yards. That's pretty high, at least seven and a half. I think I'd rather – I think it makes more sense to take the Tampa Bay overs there. But anything else on this Bucks game, or should we move on? Um, yeah, we can probably move on. I mean, D, if you're doing DFS, I mean, I honestly think the – you know, you could probably go Brady receiver and then bring it back with Ridley, and that's probably a pretty good – floor of points right there if you're looking at your cores especially with running back being kind of a wasteland except derrick henry this week um that could be an interesting take and then you could get some of these cheap running backs uh, i'm just thinking new orleans is now down to ty montgomery at running backs like is latavius ruled out because all the running backs for new orleans are out because of uh, the contact tracing so they brought ty montgomery back Taysom hill touchdown anyone yeah i think Taysom hill would be interesting but then you yeah, I mean, he's a stone low, I think, at QB. You can't flex him or anything. So that's interesting. There's some there's some theory there. All right. So the next game on the list is the Ravens and the Bengals. I didn't want to pull up because they played back in week four or five, it looks like here. This was a Joe Burrow game. So they only put up three points with Joe Burrow. This was the game that Burrow got hurt, was it not? Yeah, I think so. I think at the very end there, I'm not sure, but you see Lamar Jackson. This was again when, like, the last month of football, Lamar Jackson's been playing 2019 MVP Lamar. So yes. earlier in this game, he did not play very well, but you see two touchdowns, 180 yards through the air, 19 of 37. That's a little uh, less than what we've been seeing. This was a big Mark Ingram, 11 carries, 57 yards. <laughs> That's a big Mark Ingram game. Uh, <laughs> only one for 34, but you do like the success on the ground here. 24 total carries, 161 yards. So this is going to be a pretty – just the nature of this game. The, the Ravens need to win to get in. The Bengals the Bengals have had their fun the last two weeks playing home record. I think that kind of comes to an end here. But J.K. Dobbins, we're going to want to see him revved up. And then the receivers, Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, both guys successful in this one, a touchdown for each guy. Six catches for each, 77 and 56 total yards there for each player. I do like those guys a lot. I think we're going to, we're probably just going to ignore the Bengal side. I don't really feel comfortable at any point suggesting a Bengal prop here, but just straight up touchdowns. Lamar Jackson plus 110 to score a rushing touchdown, probably. Andrews plus 110. J.K. Dobbins plus 125. Who are we? It's, it's J.K. Dobbins for me. I think that's not only is he plus 125, the others are plus 110. But this is going to be a game where the Ravens, you know, they're going to probably be having their way running the football as they wish. So what do you see here? Yeah, I think I'm all in on the rushing game. I mean, I could see them easily clearing the 200-yard mark, you know, just run, 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 get the game over with, get into the playoffs, and go on. I mean, 
Lamar Jackson plus 110 is nice. J.K. Downs 125 is nice. Gus Edwards uh, 145. I mean, there's a lot, to, you know, those are all good odds too. I mean, so take one of them, take two of them. J.K. Downs plus 125 is probably the I just want to pull up from last week's Ravens. It's, it's, I think it's going to be very similar to this Ravens-Giants game. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards actually lead the team with 15 carries, 85 yards. Lamar mm -hmm. 80 yards. But J.K. Dobbins, 11 for 77, and he's been the one getting the touchdowns near the goal line. So that kind of feels weird. You think it should be Gus Edwards. He's a bigger back. But they do uh, seem to be giving Dobbins the keys when they get close. Uh, but then Mark Andrews, man, continues his really good run here. Marquise Brown dipped a little bit in terms of his output with yards and receptions. Uh, but he gets a touchdown. So he's been on a little touchdown streak the last maybe five or six weeks. Um, but I, I have a, a little bit of a struggle and pause there to bet on the passing options here. If I'm taking one of these, I'm taking Dobbins here at the plus 125. Let's take a peek quickly at the – we'll look at the rushing yards first. Only, yeah, only Lamar and Dobbins here. Mm -hmm. um, 70 yards, I, I don't hate it, but – Let me just uh, – let's take a look at what Mr. Dobbins has been – this is a game where, I mean, each of the – I mean, Lamar, Gus, J.K., they could all get 15 carries this game, and they could just – I mean, just onslaught them. The last – basically the last month and a half, J.K. Dobbins, 70, you see 77, 64, 53, 71, and 70 yards. So that's – it's a pretty good line here, but maybe – Maybe they – I don't know. They've been giving Gus Edwards a lot of run here, so I think I feel more comfortable with the touchdown prop. I mean, did you see the touchdown? It's five straight games with a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't get another one. So I like that. I think I'm okay with avoiding the yards. Um, and then looking at the receiving yards real quick. Mark yeah. Andrews, 51 and a half. I think I'm taking that. I think Yeah, it looked pretty low. I mean, I think he's definitely been hitting that with, you know, with Boyle out. He's been on the field a lot. And here's, here's what I love is the last five games, Mark Andrews' lowest output has been 61 yards. Now, before that Week 10 injury with Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews' season high was 58 yards. So the last five games, he, those have been his five highest outputs. And just the targets, the receptions, everything's been really consistent with Mark Andrews. I don't really see that changing. Again, he did go six for 56 and a touchdown against Cincinnati back in Week 5 here. So if you're looking for uh, a yardage prop over, 51.5 feels too low for Mark Andrews. Um, I would expect him to get fed pretty early, too. You can apply the prop boost of 20% to that. I do like 51.5 uh, there, but it's kind of a shame. We don't really have a lot of numbers to look at here. I think I, I'm, I'm cool locking in the, the Mark Andrews yardage. That just That's too low. And, again, if they want to win – uh, he could hit that in the first quarter, to be honest with you. Three right. catches for 52 yards. You know, that's a dude that gets the ball. and he can. I mean, sometimes he just looks so wide. He kind of has that Kelsey factor where you know you need to cover him, but, like, somehow he's wide open and gets a 30, 40-yard catch, and you're like, he why can, are defenses doing this? Yeah, so it feels pretty good. The, the Bengals have been one of the, you know, not as great teams against the tight end. You see they do rank 28th. Uh, a lot more yards and, and only eight touchdowns, but you, we do like the yards there. That's nice. Yeah, so I think we summed up that, that game pretty well here. We do have a comment from our guy Justin in the chat room asking, uh, start sick question, it looks like. Hollywood Brown, it looks like Antonio Brown, Kareem Hunt, LaVisca Chenault, or Dare Ogun Bowale. So um, I did notice the Jaguars have said, let's see here, 
The Jaguars are missing some studs, man. You see James Robinson out, Colin Johnson out, DJ Chark out. So maybe Who's this is, quarterback. I think it's Glennon again. Pretty sure it's been it's been Mike Glennon. Um well rule one, don't play championships week 17. Week 17 yes. <laughs> so uh, number two. Kareem Hunt maybe is, is an interesting guy. Yeah, I mean the the Pittsburgh games, I just wonder how you know if they're not playing Big Ben, are the Steelers gonna sit some of their key defensive players too? I mean, how much run is Watt gonna get? Um it's definitely interesting. Because I think Kareem Hunt is obviously, you know, the most talented player of this group. Uh, I, and the Colts in a must-win game. Antonio Brown is kind of fun. Marquis, I think Marquise Brown is the one guy that sticks out more than the others because we've actually been using him consistently the last few games. And a, a, a scrub game against Cincinnati, like I could see yeah. that being a pretty good game for him. He did score in that game earlier this year too. So I think for pecking order and just guys that I – I think Marquise has earned our trust. The last the last five games, he's been maybe a top twenty wide receiver. So I'm I'm leaning towards Marquise Brown here being the call. You do risk a little bit of that game getting out of hand. Um, so I think the two that I'm gonna probably entertain here is Marquise Brown, the first guy, and then probably Kareem Hunt again, just because of a trust factor. I do think Cleveland should be able to establish the run. They're playing against Mason Rudolph. That seems like a low scoring kind of grinded out game. And the receivers are just coming back from health too, so you should continue to see a focus in the run game. But I'm Hollywood Brown, I think, is the call here. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to trust the Jaguar in this game. Laviska is, I mean, I guess he's the number one option. Um, but the question is, do you want to trust a rookie with Mike Glennon? I think Hollywood Brown is a good is a good call here. I think Hollywood gives you a little bit of that safe floor, but he also gives you, you know, big play upside. So. I think Hollywood at this point has, has earned the trust. And the Ravens do need to put their foot on the gas in this one. They do need to – they can't let the Bengals hang around. The Bengals have been a tough out the last two weeks. You know, they beat the Steelers. And then uh, they beat the – who did they play last week? The um, – who did they win against last week? Yeah, I don't know, but they got that W. Keep... Two win streak here, Texans and Steelers. So ah, there you go. they're playing pesky football. I think they the, the Ravens are going to dial up. They got to stay revved up with with Hollywood Brown. You got to keep that guy's consistency and his confidence up. So I do like Marquise Brown the best out of that group. But uh, we're kind of looking around here. We did, I think we talked enough about the Ravens and the Bengals. Marquise Brown is at plus two hundred to score a touchdown. If you're feeling a little risky here, that could be kind of fun. That's a really big uh, potential winnings there. So uh, that one, I think I'd be okay. That's I'm probably going to put that like in the bets to consider column because yeah, at plus two hundred, that one feels pretty good. Uh, but right. now we're we're moving on to the Steelers and the Browns. This one, man, this one kind of feels like like stay away. Like I think Nick Chubb, sure, that's that's pretty good. I don't think we can really propose any Pittsburgh Steeler with confidence. Mason um, Rudolph, man. I mean, we're just looking strictly at Cleveland Browns. Like they get the receivers back, sure, but there's also maybe some conditioning factors in there. Um, this game could be. It just feels like first to first to 17 wins kind of thing yeah it's a division it's a divisional game even though the Steelers might not play their starters do you know that they don't want Cleveland they want Cleveland to lose they want to smack Cleveland around so even if it's not the starters the backups they still want and plus here we go we got we got the uh the Garrett Rudolph 
you know, revenge revenge narrative going on here. It just seems like a an ugly game, low scoring. Uh, and I don't love anything. This was a game 38 to 7 back in week 6, man. I know the Browns were kind of still figuring things out, but at the time they were 4 and 1 entering this game and then they just get smacked by the Steelers. But again, this was the Steelers starting unit, so this should make things, you know, relatively closer. But you don't really see any success in the passing game here. It looks like uh, Rashard Higgins gets the touchdown. This was a game with no Nick Chubb either. So I think for the most part, I'm probably okay with saying I don't really want to put any prop bets on this one. I don't know. Yeah. If you, you want me to poke around and look a little bit? I, I'm fine. I'm okay without this game. I don't think we need to force anything off this game. All right, I will scoring divisional game. One question. Because you get the 20% boost with every – <laughs> one bet in every game here. If there's one bet to take a hold here. Um, they don't even have any rushing props for this team just because oh they they don't. They don't have any props in for these these games here besides touchdown props. So I think pass is the is the correct answer here. We'll move on to I was gonna say maybe Brown's money line, but it's minus three seventy five, so like mm. you're not winning a whole lot. Yeah, I think I'm okay with avoiding that. Um, but then the, then you get this Dolphins-Bills game here, and this kind of feels very similar to this Browns-Steelers game. Uh, but the good news is everybody's plus odds to score a touchdown. We just don't know the competitive, you know, how much is Josh Allen going to play? How much is Dibbs going to play? This seems to me like a Zach Moss-Devin Singletary type of day. So for me, Moss got the touchdown last weekend, right? Um, I, I believe he did. Um, but he, I thought he hit on the, the yardage prop to the last two weeks. So he gets the touchdown, 57 yards, 81. What I like with, I like they're giving him consistent touches. Now you see 12, 13 and 13. This just seems like a game, especially if Matt Barkley is going to be playing in the second half. Zach Moss is probably uh, a bill that I think is matchup proof throughout this game, because even if it's Allen Barkley, you know, they're going to try to get him some touches and get him rolling. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Brown's back. Maybe Gabriel Davis makes a play or two. But in terms of Buffalo, do you have any confidence in anything here? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those ones where if Pittsburgh loses, they could lose and still hold their two seed. Um, I don't have confidence. I mean, I think Zach Moss is an interesting player. You know, ramp up the rookie end of the season, get him going, keep his confidence high because you might need him in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, Buffalo side, you know, if I'm going to take one thing, it's – it's probably going to be a Zach Moss touchdown. They're probably going to score. I don't think. I mean, Miami's Miami's out for blood, though. So, I mean, this is an interesting game where the defense might just take a hold of it, get a couple turnovers. I really like the Miles Gaskin uh, for the Miami side, plus 115. Josh Allen at plus 200, man. Yeah, that's pretty high. I mean, so I, I guess the question is, like, how much <clears> – <throat> Yeah. I, 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 I think yeah. the narrative for Buffalo, they have not won the NFC East for a long time. They're playing in an NFC East opponent trying to make AFC. the playoffs. Um, they could essentially be – or AFC East, yes. Uh, they could essentially end this season at, what, 13-3? and three? Is that true? Like, that's – to me, if you're Buffalo, that's kind of something to be proud of and to play for. So, like, there is an opportunity where Josh Allen could play well into the fourth quarter if that's uh, a game that they want to make sure that they – they just finished the season strong, you know, uh, with a young team too. I, I could see them wanting to make sure that the Dolphins, uh, a rival, doesn't make the playoffs. There's kind of that play in it too. So the two bets that I'm looking at here in this 
AFC East battle is Josh Allen and and uh, Zach Moss. These are pretty good odds here. Let's take a peek. I guess the only Dolphin I feel comfortable betting on would be Miles Gaskin at plus 115. Um, let me actually pull up because I think these these two teams have one game for sure. I think it might have been earlier in the season. So we'll what see. do you think? Of, what do you think about that Kenny Stills signing? That's an interesting little deep threat. Um, when did that happen? Earlier in the week? Yeah. He's probably not going to play much. Yeah, like for perhaps maybe. Um, I mean, they might try and get him in, get him some like you know, run in the second half, depending on how the game yeah. goes. Definitely some some opportunity there. But this was a game back in week two. Fitzpatrick kind of threw wild here, and this was a tight game, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Josh Allen though, four touchdown passes. Uh, you see Diggs go off for one hundred fifty-three. John Brown had some fun. Miguel Mike Gabriel was... Davis here, and then tight end Reggie Gilliam. Colby was the guy. Kasiki was the guy I was thinking for Miami if we're going to look at the, the passing because Parker's banged up. We don't know if he's he's still Q, I think. And then Preston Williams, is he maybe coming back this week? Um, I think either way. I think they've, they've pretty much said Preston Williams will see you next year. Yeah, uh, so Q there. Q for Jakeem Grant. I think he's been full practice all week, so that's really good. And then Parker's been limited, so – I think this makes sense. If you're betting on any Dolphins touchdown, it's got to be Jasicki. It's got to be probably Miles Gaston. Those are two uh, pretty good ones here. And then with Jasicki. 225. 225. Woo! That's kind of like Marquise Brown territory for me there. And the, the Buffalo Bills, man, not good against the tight end. Over 900 yards, 83 catches, eight touchdowns. Like we said, this was the big game for Mike Jasicki earlier in the season. 130 yards and a touchdown. My God. That was Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I think Jasicki at this point has proven that Tua Fitzpatrick, it really, yeah. really doesn't matter. Yeah, he's got a good connection going with Tua. Um, so that, that's that's an interesting one. I'm intrigued there. So just looking real quick, I don't see any rushing props in this one. So that's what's kind of tough right now, uh, and that's yeah. why I think we're going to probably lean into some of these touchdown odds is because we're still waiting on actives and inactives for a lot of these teams here. I could probably hit refresh and see if anything's been entered, but we're just not seeing a lot of yardage props. So for touchdowns in this game, if we're going to pick one, Jesse, who's the one guy here that uh, makes the most sense for us to put on our slip? It's, it's probably Gaskin, but uh, 225 for Jasicki is it's calling my name a little bit. 115, though, got Miles Gaskin. Buffalo's not great against the run. Let me just pull that up real quick. So Buffalo, again, not good against the tight end. Or is it? Just in terms of rushing touchdowns here. Maybe they're better than I thought. That the other way. Um, the Bills are 10th here. They've allowed 12 rushing touchdowns on the season. Also one rushing touchdown here. Um, not a lot of success on the ground back in that day. But you see, back when Jordan Howard was getting those two-yard touchdowns, he did yeah. plow into it. Gaskin was still figuring out. Um, you know, his pecking order and things. So seven for 46, you do see some success there. That does look pretty good. Um, so if I'm betting on a bill to, or a, on a dolphin to score, it's going to be Gaskin and then, and then Jasicki. Um, so we have that one picked here. And then I think I got to pick Zach Moss. I know this, this one, we will probably put it in the bets to consider here, but the chances that Moss scores pretty good chances that Allen maybe gets one of those rushing touchdowns again, pretty good here. So I'm looking at those two for sure. Uh, if we had to put one on the website, which one do we want to put on? <clears throat> I think Zach Moss, he's going to get another double-digit carry game. Maybe hits a 15 mark, you know, 15 carry mark and plows in the end zone. I have no reason why I wouldn't keep him going. 
And this was a pretty successful, like unlimited carries too, only 18 carries between Singletary and Moss. But they are, you know, they ran pretty well here. You see longs of 18, 14, 23 attempts for 112 yards. That's including Josh Allen. So I just think, I mean, they're, they're going to want to get these two young running backs revved up for their playoff push. So I do think Zach Moss does intrigue me. If we need to fill out another bet down the line, maybe we come back to Allen or Jasicki here. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's move on here. I really don't know if I want to talk much about this Cowboys-Giants game, but nonetheless, one of these teams could be representing themselves next weekend for the NFC East. This is a playoff game, man. First of all, Michael Gallup, man, where were you? Where were you all season? Oh, Black man. Season, man. Comes out of nowhere. So disappointing. And I mean, he's just teasing you again for next year. You know, I got sucked in, took him. A lot of my leagues. I mean, he was—he he probably would have been fine if Dak stayed healthy. That offense would have been a, a whole different story. Uh, everyone dumped on Zeke, but Zeke still ended up putting up a pretty good uh, season stat-wise for, for your fantasy teams. Um, He's still a top five, top six running back? I'm pretty sure, he, yeah, he crept into, like... He filtered by PPR. Yeah, so, I mean, the Dallas is fighting for the spot. Yeah, he finished, yeah, seventh. That's pretty good. They're so going to be playing for the win, both teams. How do we navigate this? Let's actually first take a peek at what happened earlier between these two teams. I think that could help us. This was back in, looks like, back in week five. And the Cowboys, this was the game where Dak got hurt. Mm -hmm. So you see Elliott, you know, two touchdowns, 91 yards. I really don't know if we have much to go off of. Andy Dalton did come in in that fourth quarter with some nice relief, 111 yards, 9 of 11 passing. This was the, the Devonta Freeman game, 60 yards and one touchdown. We, we should probably see some success for Wayne Gallman here. I'm really leery to bet on anything on the Giants' side. Uh, but this was also a big C.D. Lamb game, 8 for 124. Cooper was limited to just 2 for 23. And then Gallup was the guy making the big plays for, for Dallas to go get the game-winning field goal, I believe. So there is some interesting things that happened earlier in the game. Who scored the touchdowns for these games? Was it defensive touchdown galore? Like 34 points from the Giants. How did they get 34 points? Where is the, the scoring? There's an interception return for a touchdown. Yep. And then four for four, Graham Gano on field goals. <laughs> so that'll do it. And uh, Manza. Interesting. There's no scoring. Oh, there you go. Play by play and then scoring plays. There you go. So a lot of field goals. Evan Ingram with a run. Kyler Fackrell pick six. Gano, Gano. Anthony Brown fumble return for a touchdown. Um, so two defensive touchdowns and a lot of field goals from each kicker that uh, that led the the massive scoring day there. So how do we navigate this? Do we want to talk much about this Cowboys Giants game? If you're betting, if there's one guy to score in this game, who is it? I mean. If I'm taking one bet here, I, with the 20% boost, Zeke at 134 is pretty good. Um, you have to think that they want to win this game, and if they're going to do it, who are they, they going to come back to and rely on to get into a playoffs? It's going to be Zeke. Uh, Wayne Gallman at plus 105 is somewhat intriguing. He's been getting a lot of. He's been playing well and scoring touchdowns. So. I want to just look at this Eagles box score from last week. So Elliot, he didn't get the touchdown, but. 19 for 105 and yeah. 4 for 34, like against a, a pretty good eagle. I think Fletcher Cox might have been out, if I remember correctly. Uh, but you do like that. The Giants aren't going to offer up much, uh, you know, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Friction against the running game. So I think if you're looking at anybody here with that 20% odd boost, it's got to be Ezekiel Elliott. I could see some of the receivers having some success. But uh, I think at this point, that just feels like a target. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit. If I tell you one, it's probably going to be the other. So super simple. I think I think Elliott, maybe if you're interested in Wayne Gallman, I could see I could see that being a good play there. He did have that nice touchdown streak earlier in the year. But <sighs> week 17, betting on the Giants, does that feel comfortable? No, not really. Um, For running backs against Dallas, man, They've been pretty successful this year. I'm, I'm not. I don't hate it. I don't hate that, but it's plus odds. Um, but it's Wayne Gallman. Uh, you know, I guess they've allowed 15 touchdowns on the ground. No receiving touchdowns. They're actually a pretty good team with their uh, against the the pass catching back there. They've actually allowed. It looks like the fewest, some of the fewest receptions to running backs. Just Wayne Gallman. Ha- I will say Wayne Gallman has definitely slowed down the last few weeks. If we will dig into the. I'm not sure what what you know why that is. I'm not entirely sure what. what Cowboys allowed the second most rushing yards to the running back position, uh, but 130 yards behind the Texans there for worst place. But 15 touchdowns. Um, I could see Wayne Gallman getting getting into there. Maybe with the odds boost, maybe that makes sense. Yeah, I mean New York's just not been playing. They've been playing from behind the last couple of weeks, so they just haven't been able to really run as much as I think they want to. Uh, they might have a little more success with Dallas. Nothing feels like super great here. I mean, Zeke with the boost might be the best if you're going to take one just because you want to hit that 20%. It's, it's Zeke. It's I think, like you said, Zeke or Wayne, and probably whatever one we take, the other one's going to hit. So. so I might not even check. Maybe we'll come back to this one. If we have to, we'll pick one from that game. This is the next game here on the list, the Vikings-Lions. I really don't really want to – I just – do I have to? Um, nah. A lot of starters are out on both Mike, sides. Mike Boone, baby. You're taking one DeAndre Swift. I'm taking the boomstick. Um, we, we should see Madison kind of you know, ease back into things, but he's been out with COVID and injury I think the last maybe three or four games. So he's not going to – like the odds of being at minus 150, That's I think that's stay away. That's mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous at this point. If you're taking anybody here, Swift and the outside shot of Mike Boone at plus 190, those would probably be the plays. Do we – I mean, we know – did they say – is it Chase Daniel or David Blau getting the start? I, I don't know. But like you said, I'm pretty much staying away from this one. Stafford I I, keeps practicing. <laughs> Like, I see no reason why Stafford would play in this game. Like he keeps coming. He is so he's so banged up right now. Why would you play him? Uh, he's one of those pride guys where if he can play, yeah, he can right. Play. Um, I, I can I can fade this game and maybe make a couple lineups with Mike Boone and DFS. Consi- I'm, I'd consider DeAndre Swift at plus one ten here. That could be kind of fun. Uh, but then we're going to another game here that just kind of reeks. Uh, the Jets and the Patriots. Do we I'm want out. to waste a word on this one? Nope. I don't want to talk about it. No good? <laughs> All right. This one's fun. Packers-Bears. This is a fun game. The Bears, this this situation is very similar to what it was back in 2010. Just the roles are reversed. Uh, the Packers this year playing for the number one seed. They win, the Bears lose. That could potentially push Chicago out of the playoffs. And then back in 2010, it was the opposite, where the Bears 
I think the Bears were like the first or second seed that year. The Packers needed a win to get in. Packers get in and the rest is history. But man, David Bakhtiari out for the season, that's going to cause some problems there. I think the way that they're going to counter with that is you're going to see, I think it all it's all going to come back to Matt LaFleur and you're probably going to see Mercedes Lewis glued to that left side of the line there pretty tight. So I think there is some positive reinforcements that they can work around it. But just looking at the Packers, minus 200 for Devontae Adams, like with a 20% odd boost, like that's going to get you what, down to 160? Yeah, 160. Like like what would, what would that win here with the odds boost? Um, I guess I can't really do it with the 160 there. Um, I mean, I, it's 160. If you want to mess around with it, you can mess around with it. it it's a free money if you if you have if you're playing with big units. That makes sense. Aaron Jones minus 125. We'll be seeing probably a little bit more AJ Dillon. Jamal Williams is also back as well, but um, you could probably see a weird me- like just a weird mess of snap counts and touches amongst those green Bay backs. So I'm not really feeling confident there. If there was a guy that I do feel confident about so far, it's probably David Montgomery minus 125. Uh, he had a pretty good game against the Packers. Uh, that game against the Packers, what was it like the week before Thanksgiving? Um, he played pretty. I mean, that was his first kind of. That was like the start of his like run. Yeah, his run where he's been just kind of playing really good. So this was a game uh, in Lambeau Field. Uh, the Bears put up 15 garbage points in the fourth quarter. This game was over at the end of the third. Uh, but Rodgers comes out 11, four touchdowns. The success on the ground is what really impressed me in this game. You see both running backs, Jones and Williams, get 17 carries, 90 yards, 73 yards, a touchdown for Williams. So. A pretty good Bears defensive unit here just gets gashed on the run. Robert Tunyon, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis catch the touchdowns. And then on the Chicago side, I think if you guys remember, David Montgomery probably took the second or third carry, 57 yards. Um, Green Bay's defense has been kind of tightening up a little bit. They, they, They just held Derrick Henry to under 100 yards on 23 carries last week. So this team is definitely trending in the right direction. Snacks Harrison also back uh, on a team. Well, he's not back, but he's he's with the pack. So that's kind of fun. But Montgomery, you should see, I would assume he's getting more than 11 carries this time. That just feels like if Montgomery, you give him 11 carries, you're not going to win against the Packers. I just, I don't see that being uh, a way for success. But then five catches, 40 yards and a touchdown. Allen Robinson, as good as Jair Alexander has been, you see two touchdowns there too. So, I almost feel better about the Bears, Montgomery, and Al Robinson than betting on some of the Packers. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, 41-25. I think this is going to be more of a playoff-style game. I don't know if the Packers are going to hit a 21-point second quarter. I mean, that kind of changed the whole narrative for Chicago. You know, um, They fell behind. David wasn't able to do his thing. There was a fumble so, touchdown in that quarter, too. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, those are always things. That, I mean, those can happen. You have to build that in. Um I think this one's going to be a little bit closer. It's going to be a close game. Trubisky's been playing well, um, but Trubisky, I mean, he turns the ball over against the Packers every single time. There's going to be a turnover. Last rush has been playing really well, too. Yeah, and, and the Packers are playing well, and I think they're, you know, they're one of those teams that they want the they want the one seed, right? They can get the one seed. New Orleans is hurting a little bit, so I think they smell a little bit of blood in the water. Uh, I mean, Devontae Adams, it, 
if you, all right, if you throw twenty dollars on Adams, you win twelve dollars. So whatever your units are, you might as well just throw it for Devontae Adams touchdown because it's Is probably the minus one sixty profit boost. Yeah, I mean minus one. Yeah, with the profit boost, it'd be, it's minus one sixty seven. So you know he's. It's, it just seems like free money. The dude is unstoppable right now. Aaron Jones, we saw what happened last week with Aaron Jones. Did we trust that? Yeah, I don't know if AJ Dillon's going to get the run again, but Montgomery is probably the safe bet for the touchdown if you don't want to go all the way down at Devontae Adams. But, uh, what about Allen Robinson at minus 106? He's probably the best player in this game with the, the, the lowest odds. If you're just looking at Adams, Jones, Montgomery – Robinson, two touchdowns against Green Bay. He has had success. If we go back to our friendly stat news here, uh, I think we even looked at this back in uh, when this game was going. Uh, mm -hmm. Allen Robinson has been pretty dang good against the Packers in his tenure with Chicago. So eight for 74, the two touchdowns. Seven for 125, seven for 102. A three for 54 and a four for 61. That might have been Trubisky's rookie season. That might have been a different quarterback in one of those games. But they're, he's on a really good streak here against the Green Bay Packers. Minus yeah, one I mean, with an odds boost. That could be kind of fun. Yeah, that could be fun. I mean, what's his yardage at? His yards are probably probably close to 80, and that might be – I think if it's under 80, I'm probably intrigued. Oh. 75 and a half. What the – woo. That's that's the one. I think I'm intrigued by that. I think, and he's the guy. When you know, when in doubt, Trubisky knows where he's going. Again, he's. I mean, he's right at it. Seventy-four yards. It's uh, a good line. But he's put up uh, last year against Jair, one twenty-five and one hundred two. So, with the odds boost of twenty percent, that should get you pretty pretty nice returns there. Weather looks good tomorrow in Chicago, so that's good. Uh, I did remember Rodgers was talking about some of the milestones that Devontae Adams needs to hit. He talked about receptions, yards, and touchdowns. <sighs> Let me just take a peek here at the two touchdown odds because uh -huh. I believe Devontae is really close to setting some, you, some Packers. It's probably like, it's probably like plus two something here. I mean, he's... Plus 200. With two touchdowns with Adams. That could be kind of fun. Um, just a, I should be able to do the math in my head. You put 20 on that, you're going to win, you know, 40 bucks. Um, so the way he's playing, I can't remember what the exact number is, but I just know that Rodgers has talked about Devontae's season-ending stats, you know, kind of being in the back of his mind. He kind of knows Adams needs X amount of receptions, X amount of yards, and X amount of touchdowns. He's not going to set the – he can't set the Packers' uh, reception or the, the yards because he's missed three and a half games. But he can hit re receiving touchdowns, and he can hit the receptions total. So it looks like people are all in this receptions low. So mm -hmm. um, not interested there, but I don't know. If you had to pick, I guess Packers are going to score at least two or three touchdowns. Right, exactly. I mean – the problem is, is like Adams could have three of those touchdowns, you know. And I don't feel comfortable recommending a Packers running back. Maybe it's Bob Tunyon. Robert yeah, Tunyon, plus 180. He did score earlier in the year. Roberto Grande. The weird thing is, as good as a, of a defense as the Bears have, if you filter by tight end PPR points, the Bears are the third worst against tight end. Uh, Ten touchdowns on the season. You just look at this um, lately here. 
I mean, Jacksonville, we can't really count that. But Tyler Conklin caught three for 57 in a touchdown. Um, Jordan Aikens, I think that was the game where he dropped one. You know, I think that was uh, – he had one, but he dropped yeah. it. Yeah. Hawkinson, uh, seven for 84. Jesse James catches the touchdown. Again, Mercedes Lewis and Tanyan both catch a touchdown back in week 12. Um Tunyon, man, he didn't score last week. Yeah, I think that could be uh, a pivot play here if you don't want to go with Adams or Aaron Jones. I, I think, I mean, plus 180, that, that feels pretty good. It's a game that Green Bay wants to win. Oh, I can see it. I also believe Robert Tunyon is close to setting some Packers tight end records in terms of receptions and probably touchdowns too. So that could be in the back of Rodgers' mind. Uh, any other final thoughts here? Do we want to look at the rushing props real quick for this game? We can take a peek. Aaron, Rogers knows if he has a good game, he, this could be that MVP stamp. The, it's the clincher, yeah. And so he's gonna be, he's gonna be throwing touchdowns. And I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or if it was off the air, but um, Chicago is gonna be without their number two corner, Jalen Johnson, and also their slot corner, Buster Screen. That could be problematic. <laughs> Uh, going up against Aaron Rodgers and some of those weapons there. Man, I don't feel great about these yards, any of these yards props. No. And then just looking at the receiving again real quick, we did say we like Robinson over here. Devontae's pretty high at 87.5. The odds of him being over are probably pretty good, though. With yeah, some probably. <laughs> spot or the cornerback spot. Robert Tunyon's only 31 and a half, but people are kind of biting, uh, getting into the over there. Hmm. Yeah, the hard part is that there's just no reliable, like, you know, second receiver for, for us to trust. You know, it could be Lazard, it could be MVS. St. Brown gets a touchdown last week. I'm already, I, I'm already picturing Chris Olave in Green Bay. <laughs> Don't. That'd be kind of fun. By the think, first. We, we picked we picked a Packer touchdown. If you're picking a Bears touchdown, it's got to be Montgomery or Robinson. I think we'll probably worry about that a little bit later. We'll probably move on to the next game real quick. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Jaguars-Colts. This is a – the Jaguars' one win on the season was week one against this team. What the hell? What Weird. That was a weird one. If the Colts win that game, they're not even – you know. Um, no worries right now. Honestly, I don't really know if I feel comfortable in these touchdown odds. I guess Jonathan Taylor's probably going to score, but he's minus 25. Can't really feel good about that. Naheem Hines, there, there's a little bit of a risk there, but he's the type of player where he only needs five touches in this one and he could end up with two touchdowns. Uh, I think T.Y. Hilton, we kind of soured on him the last couple games. Pascal has actually been uh, the more exciting play. So plus 190 for Rascal Pascal, Michael Pittman Jr. I don't know if I'm excited about that. Uh, the, Colts the, Colts, the Colts offense is just not not exciting. Um, there's no one that you can go to and be like, these are the guys that are getting the touchdowns. I mean, JT is the only sure bet here. Zach Pascal has been playing hot. Last two games, uh, that could easily switch back to T.Y. Hill. Michael Pittman could get a long touchdown. I don't feel comfortable with any of these. How about this? Any other Colts player, plus 275. That's probably a defensive touchdown, right? Probably, yeah. How does that feel? Uh, We've never done one of those, but, dude, like that could happen. It's plus 275, any other Colts player? They're saying that basically a defensive touchdown is plus 275. Yeah. That's sick. For a punt return or that's sick. 
that could be i don't What's know that, yeah. i've never tried one of those that could be kind of the uh the spicy plays any other Colts player? I mean, who returns punts and kicks for them? Is it, is Ashton, it only- Doolin. Is Ashton Doolin? Uh, he's on the list, damn it. God damn. Um, this is the thing. Like, I mean, this. who are these players? DeMichael Harris could probably do one. Um, Harry Godwin. Chris, Chris Godwin's brother. Uh, you're betting on uh, uh, Darius Leonard or something. Yeah, pick six. Thing. Um, but there's really not a lot of interest in this game for me because, like, the Colts, no. win. Like, the Colts are going to win. You do see Jonathan Taylor, 83 and a half. If you're looking for some action there, maybe that's the one that you take with the odd boost. Yeah. Uh, Ogan Bawale, no thanks. Um, Absolutely not. Yards. Hilton, 56 and a half. Jonathan Taylor, 16 and a half. If I remember, he was like that first game, he was over his receiving yards there. Um, I don't like any. I mean, there's nothing on this. The Colts are going to win. Who's going to score? Ugh. Rodrigo Blankenship. So the Jaguars are going to be without DJ Chark, Colin Johnson, James Robinson. Mike Glennon is the quarterback that leaves Keelan Cole. LaVisca Chanel Jr. as the lead receiving options. Like, It's fun to think about, but I'm not putting my money there. I'm not going to bet anything on this one, to be honest. We can go on to the next one on if, my end. If you had, to, if you wanted to get one bet, because you do see the profit boost on every week 17 game, I'll take Naheem Hines at plus 100 with odds. Just a minimal amount, maybe half a unit. Um, just because it's Jacksonville. Like, Naheem Hines is the exact kind of player you expect to just get like a kind of whip route and make like seven dudes look like little, little <laughs> boys. Um, so Naheem Hines, just because the odds are kind of interesting. Uh, but we'll move on to the Titans and the Houston Texans. Derrick Henry minus 335 to score a touchdown. What the F? A.J. Brown, that one feels like he's going to get back on track at minus 112. Brandon Cooks, this is where the odds all get positive here. With the success that Green Bay just had on the in the run game against uh, Tennessee, David Johnson, interesting. Um, I don't know. What are your first thoughts here with this Titans-Texans game? This is uh, another Ravens, Bengals, Colts, Jag situation. We know Derek Henry's going to find the end zone. He could find it two, three, four times. Um, Tannehill, I mean, they might not even need to pass 20 times this game. So I'm fading every, everything on the you know, passing game on this one. Um, I could see I could see A.J. Brown uh, having a, a bounce back game here. He usually doesn't get hold, held down for uh, more than a week or two. And if we just look at his numbers real quick, Green Bay kind of last weekend, they just kind of stepped into a hornet's nest in Green Bay. They're playing in the elements. Tannehill couldn't really get anything going with the passing game. But A.J. Brown, he hasn't had more than one game where he has, like you see this, he scored touchdowns and he's only missed one week. You know, he hasn't had a non-touchdown in more than two week, two weeks, if I'm explaining that correctly. But um, that one does seem pretty interesting to me. Minus 112 with the odds boost. Maybe that's the fun part. Should we look at the rushing and the receiving numbers real quick? I mean, if you want, I, I, I this is just the one. I think Tennessee is just going to to win, you know. Tennessee needs to win, and Derrick Henry is going to score three touchdowns. There's nothing in here for us besides touchdown bets. So mm-hmm. um, Derrick Henry to score three touchdowns. 
Should we look at that real quick? The the plus twos. I mean, let's just. Uh, it's the plus two for Derrick Henry is going to probably be like plus yeah. one fifty. Maybe with the odds boost. Um, yeah, we could spice. We could spice it up. We're just. We're just. We're we're turning over all the rocks for you guys here. Derrick Henry one twenty to score two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. You could add a twenty percent boost to that. That'll give you what? Um, put it up to maybe one fifty. Yeah, just just outside one fifty. It'll be like one forty two. Should we put this on the website? Derrick Henry twenty percent profit boost, two touchdowns. I mean. I can't see why not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to click it. I think uh, no touchdowns for Henry last week. And the Texans are the worst team. They're so bad. We've seen, we've seen it this year too. Derrick Henry, man. He had that, what, the 90-yard touchdown run to, to finish the game. And they need a win. It's not like they can just like – like They can't roll over on this one. They, they, the team that just got embarrassed last week. They're going right. to do what they do best and week six against houston 202 yards two touchdowns and they also had 52 yards through the air so this is this is happening this is this is happening two td derrick henry is going on the website little derrick henry action there two touchdowns going on the website um if, if you're not interested in the two touchdown derrick henry bet I think AJ Brown is probably a safe bet with the odds boost. You'll get, you'll get positive odds there, so I, I am into that. Uh, but I am an AJ Brown homer, so um, let's just finish up here. I don't know what I mean. As far as like prop betting, I want to bet on teams that have something to play for. Um, let me see what the next game here is: Seattle and San Francisco. Do we do we? San Francisco is benching a lot of players. A lot of guys are out. Um, Chris Carson comes to mind as being the guy that I would take to score, but Brandon, I, yeah, I mean, look at this one's crazy. I, this is a crazy game. Kinlaw, Greenlaw, uh, Gibbons here, Debo, Sherman, Kwan Williams out. Like San Francisco is walking into this with a preseason squad, and Chris Carson's plus one hundred to score. Is this too damn low? I like that. Like, do we just like are we done here? Do we just take that and run with it? Let's do it. Yeah, we can do. We can run on. All right, that one feels pretty good. I'm gonna put that towards the top of the list. Feels like a good play. Uh, we get the Cardinals and the Rams. It looks like Kyler Murray's going to play. Uh, we were concerned there. Uh, no Jared Goff. No um, Cam. A I think Cam Akers is out. Is he, did they say he's playing? I think he's he's like a game time right. Questionable. He did get a limited in on Friday, so I don't love his availability here. Malcolm Brown. Um, got a full practice in on Friday. Uh, and then we do know that Henderson's not playing. So it's going to be a two-back set with a quarterback who's never taken uh, real meaningful snaps besides maybe a, a kneel down or something like that. But what what do we do with this game? Both teams need to win in their end. This is probably going to be one of the, the more interesting games to watch. So John Wolford, man. I mean, dude, and then you got the Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey. Thing going on here. Christian Kirk is chilling at plus 325 for a score. Mm -hmm. This is a weird game, man. Let's pull up the box score from last time. Uh, where are these guys? So this was uh, not too long ago. Looks like 38 to 28 towards the Rams' favor here. Jared Goff, 351 and a touchdown. 
Akers, Henderson, and Goff, all with rushing touchdowns. Big Bob Woods, 10 for 85. Mr. Cooper Cup, 8 for 73. Nothing really else. Higby did catch a touchdown. And then on the Cardinals side, Kyler Murray, three touchdown passes, two to Dan the Man Arnold, one to Hopkins. Christian Kirk, oh, what, I don't know what happened here, but one for two. So <laughs> not much. I don't think there's much we can learn from with this game. No, I mean, the Rams are pretty good against the pass. I Kenyon Drake, maybe at the plus 100. Hmm. I like Chris Carson plus 100 way better than I like Kenyon Drake plus 100. Right. I'm just looking at the, the ins and the outs here. Buda Baker did not practice on Friday. That's concerning. Chase Edmonds uh, did not practice. Probably not playing. It's like Larry Fitzgerald not practicing all week. And then um, Max Williams down here looks like he's going to be limited. So both teams are dinged up, man. This is this is going to be a rock fight. <laughs> um, yes. So you see Cam Akers limited on Friday. That makes me think that he's going to try to play. Um, but, geez, like – Maybe Malcolm Brown touchdown plus one thirty five. Like I don't know. Well, I, I, I have to fade the Rams because I just don't know if I trust John Wolford to be able to do much. Can we I'm, get Malcolm Brown down in the red zone? I think I'm cool with fading this game. Yeah, I mean, maybe does Kyler find the end zone at the plus one fifty? It, it, it feels like the Rams defense. If the Rams are going to win this game, their defense knows that they got to step up and play well. Like, so I missed. I missed on. On Murray last week, I put him on the odds for the website. He hasn't rushed for a touchdown often in the last month and a half. Only one touchdown against Philadelphia back in week 15, maybe. But he's starting to find his legs again. You know, 8 for 75 last week against the Niners. Yeah. In 47, 8 for 29. He's starting to to be healthier again. So you kind of like that. Um, but, man, I just I, – I don't feel comfortable. I don't, I don't have any good – like information here to to lean into a lot of teams. the Rams clinched the playoff spot. No, not yet because Arizona wins and Chicago wins. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, just, I, I think fine. We've talked about other teams and other bets that I like a little yeah. bit. Um, and what do you do with this Chargers Chiefs game, man? This is the Chiefs don't need to play. Let's see who who here's all. I think is Pat Mahomes like officially out. So Watkins out, Tyreek out, Clyde Edwards out. Like, is Travis Kelsey gonna play? I mean, is he gonna? He's gonna try. Maybe just take Travis Kelsey receiving yards. <laughs> In terms of Chargers, like, does anything make sense? Like, this is another game where I kind of want no part of it, man. I mean, the Chargers are. Yeah, this is gonna be a. This is a mess. Uh, and then uh, Raiders Broncos. What? what yeah, is Chad, Chad Henney's the starting quarterback, so that's I official. In that Eagle Eagles Washington football team. There we go. This is the final game of the regular season. We get Eagles Redskins or Sunday Night Football. Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown plus two hundred. Uh, there is no Miles Sanders, so I think he's out. Yeah. Let me just double. I, I did see that he was out, but just Dallas Goddard also out. Fletcher Cox is out. Derek Barnett out. Deshaun Jackson out. Uh, Jordan Mailata out. Richard Rogers out. Miles Sanders Jesus. out. 
You go to Washington's injury report quick. Take it, Washington. Jesus. And uh, if they win, they get the play. They're in, right? Thomas Davis. Um, Gibson not practicing all week. Uh, I wanted to say, and neither is Terry McLaren, dude. This game is ugly. I can't. I can't do it. Can't do drinks. No drinks. Can't do it. Jalen Hurts, though, plus 200. Let's let's take a look at the rushing yards. I'm curious. There's not going to be anything. So, I don't know. We, we've only got 10 bets on the slit. Should we double down and look at some of the ones that we didn't click on? Um, I mean, we talked about Josh Allen, maybe a rushing touchdown for plus 200. That one kind of intrigued us. So, we have three higher ones that we could look into. Josh Allen, touchdown. Marquise Brown, touchdown. Mike, just sicky, touchdown. And then we also have maybe – I think we could take either Zeke or uh, Wayne Gallman. Zeke with a 20% boost, I think we could probably – I think I think I'm good with that one. Zeke with 20%. That gets us like minus 110-ish. That's That feels minus 115-ish. But then this final bet, what do we – who do we put on the list here? Free money, Devontae Adams. I mean, if we want to take a W, that seems like the biggest W. If you want to say here's a higher risk – Something that we feel like could pay off. Um, it's gonna happen, Josh. Yeah, I mean it's gonna happen. I mean Josh Allen, Mike Jasicki, Marquise Brown are all intriguing. Do I feel comfortable with those? I just I don't know. Mike Jasicki feels kind. I, I kind of maybe I, I it could be some bias. He's been playing really well. Mike Jasicki has. Um, would you rather okay for the Packers score? Would you rather bet on Tunyon at plus one eighty, or do you take Adams with the odds boost? Is that any question? It's you got to take Devontae to score. Yeah, I think that's the one. So I'm going to remove Tunyon from the list. We're going to put Adams at minus two hundred with the boost. Now that still allows us to pick either Jasicki or Marquise Brown or Josh Allen. Anybody? Anybody? Like as far as. Betting on two Dolphins to score, that makes me a little bit hesitant. Yeah. Um, Gaskin, that one feels like the guy that I'm going to put my horse on. Um, we did bet on a Mark Andrews and a J.K. Dobbins. Mark Andrews over, that one feels That one feels good. Uh, we yeah, yeah. covered well with the Ravens. Tampa Bay, we got the, the Miguel Evans here, touchdown, and the over yards. So that one could be – Maybe Calvin Ridley plus 108. Calvin Ridley plus 108 to score. Let's not even think twice about it. Let's just I like, I like that. So we've we filled out our, our 12 bets here. Do you so it's we're it's about 12 13. Do you have a few more minutes to, to look at things and you gotta get out of here shortly? I think I gotta I gotta make some moves here. We got 12 15. I got some food coming. Um so I don't know. This is the this is week seventeen. I'm not sure how many bets we're gonna put on the on the website. I can do this if you gotta go. I can do this separately and then just send it to you before we, we upload it. Uh, but should we shoot for like eight this week? Yeah, and then I think we'll, that's a that's a fair number. We'll rotate eight and seven to keep us you know at the at the you know the positive numbers there. So. Uh, I think that's it for this week's player prop show. If you guys are new to the fantasy fellowship, check out uh, in the link below, there's going to be a, a link to the player prop page where you can see all of our hits and our misses throughout the whole season. Again, we're 62% on the season. We actually, we're doing really well on the touchdown prop. So, so that's where we lean. Um, but uh, yes, sir. you guys we're hanging out. Good luck with your week 17 prop bets. Enjoy the football. It's the last week of the regular season. 
Uh, thank you so much, Jesse, for hanging out today. You can follow him at the fellow JGM. Uh, you guys know where to find me. But again, thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, and we'll see you guys in another video. Peace.